Hey, welcome. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. On today's episode of the Ask Gregory podcast, we have a longtime guest of the show, Jude Heath, co-founder of J. Heath & Co. CPAs. And he's going to be joining Gregory to answer the question, can backdoor Roth conversions help to create tax-free income in the future? We also have a complimentary download waiting for you on this topic if you go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 96. Again, that is gregoryricks.com slash podcast 96. Hey, I had a question with caller utilize the backdoor Roth because there's a uh, income rule that excludes you if your income reaches a certain level that you can't do Roth uh, contributions. There's no income limit on Roth conversion. So he doesn't have a traditional account. So he does a contribution to a traditional account and then converts it short time thereafter and does that yearly for him and his wife. He's over 50, so he gets 14000 into his Roth account every year by doing so, but they don't have any traditional accounts. Here's the question. He's thinking of moving money from his 401k this year and wants to still get in his backdoor Roth contribution this year. And one reason he wants some of that money moved because he's doing a uh, universal life insurance strategy for tax-free income into the future. I told them that your backdoor Roth is, and I haven't looked it up, but I said, I just don't think Uncle Sam's going to let that fly, that you shift to a traditional account and have it in an account, traditional money, besides what you're doing on the backdoor Roth. Because then they're going to say, no, that was pro rata. You can't have that money come over and have a traditional account with value besides what you're doing on the backdoor Roth, I think that's a taxable event and they're going to pro-rata it and reject that contribution. What do you think? I I agree. We get uh, pro-rata exclusion problems all the time. When we run the numbers with clients, uh, they're opted out. They they, they can't backdoor or or they can't convert because of the the pro-rata problem. So backdoor Roth, and you're seeing that because it's kind of said, well, I moved that money in, but I also didn't have it before I moved it in in the tax year. He's trying to create an order of his own, not the order of the IRS. They're going to look at, well, it's both in the same tax year. They don't look at it by day or month. They're going to say, no, you cannot convert that whole $7,000 contribution because you also had a traditional plan in place that year. So they're going to fire it back where you were trying to do it. And they said, no, you can't do that after tax, convert that after tax contribution. You're going to, you can convert a portion of it, but it's subject to the size of the traditional account, which you're doing pro rata. You want to help them with pro rata? Because I know we've stunned some people. Like, what is pro rata? It's one of those weird words that will cost you tax dollars. So it's it's simple in that to me, of course, numer- number with numbers wise, if you're uh, <laughs> of course with right, you right. If you know if your Roth is ten percent of your other um, 
of your other investments, then they're going to limit that uh, that Roth contribution to be just ten percent, not the full amount. And so, when we've run the numbers in the past, that's the first thing we do is we say, well, you know, we don't need just your your Roth piece that you're looking to try to convert. We, you know, we want all of your all of your uh, qualified investments and so we'll, we'll talk about that we'll add that up and and a lot of times when when we get down to the bottom number and clients dissatisfied well i can't i can't do the full amount no it the the irs rules require you to only do the percentage piece of the total and so it's uh it's just something you have to abide by short answer i gave you a real short, in proportion is what Pro rata means, and if you and and the core of that rule, you can do that backdoor Roth if you don't have a traditional account with money in it. It you got you can't have a traditional account with any value because you're setting up a traditional account and a Roth account, and that traditional account is taking the contribution only for that year. And then you can convert it because there's no income limits. But you can't say, well, that's an- that was in another account, that 100000 IRA. No, it's in your name. So you can't do it. You're going to be taxed in proportion. The IRS rule is pro rata. So remember that. And if you have any questions, call my office. Call Jude. I'll connect you with Jude. We can, we can help you with that. And once again, do it with planning. Don't do it spur of the moment. But that's what they, they make that assumption. Oh, I can just convert my contribution regardless of what you have. Now, if your money's in your 401k, that's fine. You can do the backdoor Roth with a traditional account, but you can't have an IRA account. So we were talking about what if you did a conversion, and, and, and we talked about this. You could do less or more subject to your margin in your tax brackets. What I I mean by margin, let's say in the 22% tax bracket, your household income is $100,000. That top of the 22% tax bracket is $178,000. Plus, you've gotten a standard deduction for both of you. What's that, around 20K? Yeah, 25. Yeah, so that's almost 100,000 margin right there. But let's say, and, and you've got a big old fat tax infested IRA, 401k, yeah, Jude's liking that. Yeah, tax infested account. And you're kind of saying, well, I, you could you could shift as much as 100,000, but there's a tax bill on that. But I talked earlier, what if you do 33,000 for three years in a row? So we'll just keep it at that simple math, but you could end up doing less. You might say, well, you know, I'm in the 12% bracket. My income was 60 after deduction, so it gives you about a 23 mark. You could you could convert 20,000 in that case. But but earlier I was talking about 33,000 a year for three years, and that gets you to a hundred thousand. And in 30 years, that could compound at 7.2 percent hypothetically to eight hundred thousand dollars, and you only had to pay tax on a hundred thousand. You made it simpler because you said on the break, what's the worst tax rate could be on that thirty-three thousand? Well, we were talking about most folks are in the twenties, and I, you yeah. know, from doing a lot of returns, most folks, you know, average a little small refund, either you know, some child tax credits or something like that. And 
you know, say a $3,000 refund, you know, if it costs you six, $8,000 for this uh, conversion, now you're only out four or five. And if you plan it, uh, the beauty of that is you could go up on your withholdings a little bit throughout the year, cost you even less. And so it, it, it comes to the fact that it's almost paid for anyway when you do it in small increments like what you're talking about. That's one reason to look at the tax efficiency report. You provide one, we provide one, and look forward to kind of see what would be the impact of that. Plan for it. Don't just own a whim because when you do a Roth conversion, and I need to explain this, you used to could change your mind, but a few years they pulled that off the table. It was called recharacterization. It's really no such thing anymore because once you do a Roth conversion, it's done. So you need to look to what that tax bill is going to be because I had people recharacterize like, oh, and, and it was clear of what the bill is going to be. But, you know, when it, sh it, it actually shows up, it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to do it now. Okay. Well, now when you do it, you have to, you can't change your mind. You can't have regrets. It's kind of like buying that F-150, driving it off the lot, and the wife says, why did you do that? Take it back. I don't know that that's such an easy thing to take that truck back. Okay, with well, that said, but you gave me a number. If we do 33000 when you kind of look at what's the tax bill, so you don't have any deductions. For most people, about $6,500 is mm -hmm. what you said? Correct. Any, we're we're kind of good there. Worst yeah. case, you said worst case max tax bracket about eleven k. Yes. Okay. And if you can pay that, now you've got thirty three thousand. And for most people, or probably most of the population, are somewhere between twelve to twenty four percent. Most taxpayers are in that range that pay taxes. Not everybody pays taxes, and most taxpayers get a little small refund. Yes. Awesome. So it's not that bad of a hit. Then you have and and you have that thirty three thousand go into an account and it can start working. And then you do it two years in a row. You've got a hundred thousand there. And what if you didn't do any more thereafter? It just didn't work right for you because now you're in retirement, let's say, and you you, you just don't have the room in your budget. But we can let that money compound, and that's the magic of it is being able to put it to work and leave it alone for a good period of years. And if you could do so for 20 years, that 100000 at 7.2% goes to 400000 Here's one of the other things regarding estate planning is when both of you die in the household, the, the husband and wife as an example, and you're leaving it to your kids, they have to spend the money down in 10 years. These IRAs, these tax-infested accounts that you have, they have to spend it down in 10 years. That's that's the rule going forward. If it's a Roth, so you're, go back, it's a traditional account. Most of you are leaving behind tax-infested accounts, so they got to spend it down. they got to pay taxes. It's got to go on top of their income and such. It's not optional. It has to be done during the 10 years. Finished out. In, during year 10. So you're impacting, and, and meaning you're going to cause that money to be taxed even more in the future, doing a good thing by leaving it behind. But what if a chunk of that became that Roth and it grew for 30 years? 
You're leaving behind 800000 Yeah, they have to spend it now. But does it go on the 1040, Jew? It, no, it does not. It does not ever go on the 1040. Roth is kind of this magical thing that we have. couple rules that Roth ha- account has to be alive for five years for you to take money out tax-free, and you've got to be beyond age 59 and a half. couple simple things, no biggie because we want it to grow. Any other thoughts on tax savings? So the, the main thing for us is, you know, to keep up with your, your taxes and your, your bookkeeping on a regular basis if you have a small business. It's just helpful to have all that pulled together where we can take a look at it on a regular basis and advise and, and really protect you from, like you say, making any tax missteps. Sometimes, like like you were alluding to, Gregory, you know, people they they get this big thing of I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do something, and then they do it immediately without consulting with an advisor, and turns into a mistake. So, proper planning is works. Yeah, I think it's really important to reach out and get some guidance and help, especially when you're coming in the money. Don't shortcut it and have Uncle Sam sending you those letters later. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Gregory, where we answer your financial questions. You can find us anywhere a podcast can be found and on YouTube and Facebook Live every Saturday from 10 to 1. Subscribe, leave a review, and tune in next time. And don't forget, we've got a complimentary download waiting for you on this topic if you go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 96. Again, that is gregoryricks.com slash podcast 96. Gregory Ricks and Associates is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Gregory Ricks and Associates are not affiliated companies. Gregory Ricks and Associates, the Total Wealth Authority, is our trademark tagline. It does not promise or guarantee investment results or the preservation of principal, nor does it represent a certain level of skill. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed and insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strengths and claims of the paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Erickson Associates is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the U.S. government or any other governmental agency. This information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained by sources is believed to be reliable, but the accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory X and Associates. Any media logos or trademarks contained herein are the property of their respective owners, and no endorsement made by those owners of Gregory X and Associates is stated or implied. Gregory X and Associates is a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide tax and or legal advice. AE Wealth Management, Gregory X and Associates, WJ Blanchard Law LLC, Jay Heath & Co., and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. This show is a paid placement.